This is The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where we examine the truth disparity between what's on social media and what's actually true. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And welcome back. Welcome back to The Social Mediators. Um, today we are talking about the March for Life, which just occurred. Um, a lot of Hillsdale students went and um, marched, and so we're going to talk about some of the social media buzz about it. Before we get into that... We have to formally apologize because we, we made a mistake. We made a mistake. Um, we did not give a grade last time. I, we're we were a little rusty. We had a month yes. off this is to what be happens. home and not think about social media or truth <laughs> <laughs> or anything for that matter. Um, but we're back in the swing of things. We understand the 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 way that this program is supposed to run now and hopefully 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 we're it just is our better. show that yeah, is our show um for those of you who don't know just a little rundown um i'm jillian parks and i learn about a topic from social media and then my friend my co-host garrett is going to take the same topic and learn about it from articles and primary sources and you know the real truth yep and then we compare them we come together we give it a grade and then we end the episode with something chronically online which we'll explain later um just if you're if you're new to this show so welcome welcome let's start with march for life um i started just by on twitter looking up march for life um and i want you to know that one of the very first tweets i saw was the march for life is our nation's largest annual clan rally um which you think is just a bad hot take right like oh that's stupid no people are really pushing on social media the idea that the March for Life and white supremacy, white nationalism are completely and totally intertwined, hmm. um, which was like shocking to me because I hadn't heard that before, you know, Twitter. Yeah. But pretty much everyone is in agreement about this. Okay. Um, there's there's a we'll get to that, but there's sort of a relation, but it's not. Yeah. Something to be. We'll, we'll probably talk about it. It is um, something to be concerned about, but we'll, yeah, we'll in get terms there. of general stats, um, I don't want to quote any stats that were on Twitter because I was going to because there were some really good like just regular abortion stats. Um, but pretty much all of the replies to those were like, this is a really faulty statistic. Let's not repost this like this is not true. Um, and they would like link it to the real study and like the study was pretty sketchy. And so mm. uh, maybe just don't get stats from Twitter. Probably maybe that's not. The, I feel like that's the end of the day. Yeah. Lesson that I've learned because I do that sometimes where I'll quote a stat no. from Twitter. You do. Yeah. And then I'll be like, wait, I have zero idea if that's actually true. Um, but somewhere in the range of 63 million babies um, have been killed by abortions. Is, I believe it. Um, what one of the official March for Life Twitter accounts said. Um, mm. It could be more, could be less. Either way, it's a lot. Um, and then this is a stat that I don't know if it's true. Should I say it? Sure, why not? Um, they claim, this is the official March for Life account, that between 19... 19- 80 and 2017 the u.s abortion rate has declined by 53 percent um which they're claiming is the impact of the pro-life movement which sounds has crazy decl- to me mm, i don't know if that's right it might be i don't know you I said mean, between 1980 and when 2017 2017 they're saying that's the impact of the pro-life movement and maybe uh, that does not it doesn't sound that right that doesn't but sound right i don't have any basis for that either Okay. You Con- should continue. You, yeah, okay. Um and I will say that in general if there is criticism coming from Republicans, it is that Joe Biden, our our president and claims man who claims to be Catholic, um was not at the march and he was not involved. Um 
So people are, are criticizing him for that. Um, but people are saying there were 150,000 marchers. Do you know if that's a correct stat? That's probably about right. Yeah. I mean, it usually tends to be up it's, around that number. It's quite a, from quite what a large seen. number. It's kind of incredible and no, amazing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a huge event. And all of our friends who went, like, that's that's great that y'all got to be a part of it. It's the 49th annual, um, which was a big thing that social media was talking about, was the fact that, like, what if there doesn't need to be a 50th? What if there doesn't need to fit be a 50th annual March for Life? Because um, Roe v. Wade gets overturned. So that's an interesting little um, social media conversation, but also just regular, like, people conversation. Um... Let's talk about the white nationalist stuff a little bit. Okay. Um, also, just side note, yeah. uh, according to the CDC, the national abortion rate increased each year through 1980, and it peaked at about 25 abortions per thousand women. And since that, since then, it's remained stable. Stable. It hasn't really gone down. It hasn't really gone up. Then why would they say that? I don't know. Twitter. Um, well, it, like it just in my Google search that I'm looking right here, depending on the news outlet you look at, some will try to spin it like it's going way down, and yeah. others will try to say, "Oh no, it's you know just spiked up since then." So you know, it all kind of just depends on who you cool. get your info from. Good to know. Good to little little fact check moment. Yeah. Um. But basically, it started when I saw this um, tweet that was talking about how. Uh, Patriot, what is it? Patriot Force? Patriot Front. Patriot Front. I've never heard of them before in my life. Mm-hmm, um, but apparently the Patriot Front went to the March for Life. And the Patriot Front is a neo-Nazi um, white nat- nationalist yes. group. But another tweet was responded to it and said that the president of March for Life um, has condemned Patriot mm-hmm. Front. Um, so there's not like a an official connection. Yeah. Um, the one thing that they say there is a connection is FRC. Do you know what FRC is? No. I don't either. Um, Here, let's look. And F- FRC. Yeah, like fam. Maybe it's like family something. I don't know why I feel like that. Mm. Just in the Google says first robotics <laughs> competition. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Although I really, really want it to be. <laughs> I really don't think it's first robotics competition. Um, but maybe. Oh no, family research council. I knew that. What am I talking? Wait, about? what is family research? Family council? research council is a group that they do a lot of kind of woman's health and abortion work and research things like that okay and they were and they're are they a pro-life organization or uh to my knowledge i think they are yeah okay um then that makes sense that they'd be a part of it yeah they're they're pro-life um okay you know if i recall correctly the current the current head of the march for life organization actually worked for them for a while okay so they're, so yeah, they are they're connected okay, anyways continue can you i don't know anything about it though people are just saying that because the patriot force Mm, Patriot Front was there um, that this is now a white nationalist um, organization and cause but I don't know what the connection is I don't know where they're getting it from it kind of feels like they just pulled it out of nowhere yeah so they kind of did I mean just because somebody is there for something you know anybody could show up right Mm -hmm. Uh, the 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 um, Patriot Front's reason for being at that according to their website like what they have stated is that they feel that the uh, the birth rates of the white population have declined significantly due to abortion and other factors and are anti-abortion to, so as to increase the uh, the white population. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, really terrible. They don't have any direct connection to the March for Life organization. They don't, they're not affiliated in any way. Like you said, March for Life is actually, like, not really a fan of them at all. Yeah. Um, but they were there 
that was their reason for protesting abortion. Kind of wild. That but, is uh, kind of wild. And that's that's the case for, I mean, I think there were some other like smaller subgroup, like, kind of white supremacist groups there. That's a pretty consistent reason for their presence there was hmm. they're not actually connected to March for Life. And technically they're pro-abortion, but for some oh really gosh. messed up reasons. That's really bad. Or not pro-abortion, pro-life. I'm, oh, I'm losing it. Either Anti-abortion. way. Anti-abortion, yeah. That's really bad. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. I mean, That's... it's really terrible. I give that a zero out of ten. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Failing okay. grade. Yeah. Well, we, before we go into more of the stuff that you found, um, this is the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale, one hundred one point seven FM. I'm Julian Parks, and I'm Garrett Goolsby, and we're talking about the March for Life and all of the white nationalist accusations that come with it. Yeah. Um, I think basically the takeaway there is that just because a white nationalist group shows up at a march doesn't mean that that's the movement it yeah. doesn't mean that that's like the focus like you can always you can take pretty much any movement anybody and can fly to dc and start walking around yeah. with signs mm-hmm. you know that's a great thing about being in america you yeah. know you have the freedom to do that um so i'm just going to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about kind of what march for life is all about and then kind of the history and everything and sort of why this year was important um, so March for Life's mission is to hold a march to lobby Washington for the rights of the unborn. They've been doing this every year since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, the first march happened the year after Roe v. Wade was handed down. Okay. Um, so the lady that is the head of the organization now, her name is Jean Mancini. I think is how you say it. I'm not really Good enough sure. For me. Yeah. Um, so anyways, she's been doing this kind of stuff for a long time. She's been involved in lots of different pro-life organizations. And then before all that, she worked for the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So this has kind of been her thing for a while. Um, a couple weird little historical facts about the March for Life. In 1987, a blizzard hit Washington, D.C., and 10,000 people still showed up for the march. Whoa. So they're like marching through the blizzard down to the Capitol. Anyways, cool pretty people. cool. Um, in 1998... Uh, a woman named Norma Corvey spoke at the march. You know who Norma Corvey is? Never heard of her. Okay, in my so this life. is a name you don't know that you're familiar with. Okay. Norma Corvey was the plaintiff in Roe v. Wade. Oh. Okay, so she's oh. Roe. She's Jane Roe. Um, what? She grew up really poor, got pregnant really young, right? And Wait, then. Why don't we know her name? Or I don't know her she name. She took a pseudonym on for the case. Good. And okay. Anyways, Good um, on her. Anyways, she spoke at the march because she claims to have changed her views on abortion. She actually spent the rest of her life uh, like speaking out against abortion, right? That Trying to I undo the that, decision yeah. that she that she did. Now, lots of people have started to raise the question is like, okay, is this legit? You know, what's the deal? There's actually a documentary made about her and about the case in like the 2010s sometime cool. in there and the the producer essentially tried to change the story such that it appeared that she was bribed. Um, you know, they said, oh, she was given a sum of about $450,000 for all her speaking for the pro-life organizations, right? And so Wait, people she were, was bribed by the pro-life? Yes, to speak oh. on their behalf. Here's the thing. That, yes, she was paid, but she was paid as a normal speaker. She mm-hmm. wasn't bribed. That's yeah. a lie. Uh, she actually did change her convictions, uh, converted to Catholicism, right? Bribes. So. You know, kind of the whole idea that she was bribed doesn't really add up. If you think about it, most speakers at events like that are paid a lot anyway, yeah, yeah. like ten grand per event or something. Starting to think that, especially you know, if you have a big name connected to the case, exactly. it makes sense that you would be paid a lot. Well, and also like think about it this way: if she could be bought so easily, why didn't the pro-choice lobbies just offer her a little bit more money? If she was pro-choice, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it make sense that she'd be eager to go speak for them anyway? Anyways, mm-hmm. not important. So why is this March significant? You know, what's what's the big deal about this particular one? Um, 
last year, at the end, towards the end of last year, the Supreme Court accepted a case on their docket called Dobbs v. Jackson. And this case mm. directly challenges Roe v. Wade. Right. The reason why they're examining this is to look and see if they're going to overturn it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few quick facts about the case. Basically, the state of Mississippi passed a law that said uh, no abortions after 15 weeks. Does Roe Texas v- have the same law? Texas has a different law. And if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that in a second because it's there's some interesting subtleties to that one, mm-hmm. too. Um, so Roe v. Wade says 24 weeks is the line where you have to allow okay. the viability line, right? So um, in the case, Jackson Woman's Health basically is saying, like, you can't overturn all this precedent. Uh, you know, there's no new evidence. Whereas uh, the, the Mississippi Attorney General is basically arguing that uh, Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey are illegitimate precedents. They're no okay. good. Um because the Constitution doesn't actually mention a right to privacy, which is what kind of Roe bases its argument off of. Hmm, okay. um, the Texas case you mentioned, Texas did something kind of kind of sneaky. They passed a law that banned abortion after six weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even even more, um, which you know you'd think, okay, why is that not being challenged? You know, right away. Um, the reason is that the the law stipulates that to enforce that, um, like to for punishment to be meted out for that you have to have a private they're not going to publicly investigate mm. whether or not you're doing that okay so the only way that you could get in trouble for getting an abortion uh, you know kind of after that time or bu- r- sorry before that time is um is if a private person like brought a case against you so it's kind of making individuals the watchdogs over mm-hmm. that which it's really really difficult situation to see when is it that the would the person happen. getting an abortion that's in trouble though or, or is it the doctor that's practicing both, both real yes okay uh probably bigger deal for the doctor i would think so um they can get fined pretty heavily mm-hmm. you know um but if an individual you know comes and tells reports it to the government and everything that's the only way that you know that's going to be found out Weird. Um, so that's a texas case it was really just lots of people see it as just a way to sort of stir up kind of trouble you know okay um, gotcha. But yeah, that's kind of some history about the march. Um, a little bit more about the white supremacist stuff we mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, Patriot Front, they got some issues, <laughs> like bad. some big issues. Um, you know, they're everything you said was spot on, right? They're a white nationalist group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they are super, super focused on the idea of like a, what, at least what they term like a strong united America, and what they mm-hmm. mean by that in their. Their manifesto is like all the white people united in one, uh, yeah, in one one effort. Ooh. So very, very racist, very <laughs> bad. We don't like them much. No, let's not. I mean, I mean, if they're going to walk, it doesn't mean that they're a reflection on what actually pro-life movement stands for. And if the pro-life movement doesn't have anything in their, like, um, their platform that talks about no. white nationalism, then I don't understand why you would assign it no. there. But Twitter's up in arms and Twitter's pissed. Um, of course. So that's kind of I expect fun. nothing less. When I have to say, it was actually kind of hard to find stuff about Patriot Front because mm-hmm. as soon as you Google Patriot Front, every news outlet is just like, you know, staunchly condemning how terrible they are and yeah. you can't really get a lot of information out of them. Yeah. So it, it took some digging to actually find their own website. Mm-hmm. Um, I read their manifesto. And if you ever want to just feel sad about certain people in America, yeah, that would that's be, a good read a good for you, be. you know? All right. Are you ready to actually give it a grade this time? This, this. I think deal? so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me think a little bit. Oh yeah. This is. I, I have. I have my grade. Okay. I. I think I have mine. Yeah. Three, two, one. B. B. 
Wow, we're Look twins. I love that we always do this. Mm. Um, I gave it a B because I think that they got the idea and they captured the controversy. Um, did they capture it well? I don't know. It's The cool thing about Twitter, at least from what I can tell, is that people, there's discourse. And so you actually, for this at least, I got to see both sides. I saw the the Patriot Front's there. They're in white nationalists. And I saw the, no, but the president of the March for Life condemned it. Like it's, I got to see both sides of the discourse and I was pleasantly surprised about that. There were some stats on there. Um, some of them are probably correct. Obviously, we checked. And one of them, not correct. Mm, um, nope. And probably quite a few of them not correct, unfortunately. Probably. Um, so it's not going to get an A for that. But just be smart and don't use, don't quote stats from social media. Duh, right? Numbers on social media probably are almost bad. always wrong. Yeah. We're just going to go out. I'm going to make up a statistic and say that 95% <laughs> of social media facts are wrong. So don't get your facts from... No, fair media. enough. And um, don't get it from the first place you look on Google because there's articles oh. that can be wrong too. Get your facts from the social mediators. No, well, also, <laughs> no, don't do that either. Like, do your own research too. Um, but yeah, but we check the sources at least. Garrett checks the sources yes, here. I, I do. just kind of spout off whatever I saw in a tweet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> vibes. <laughs> Why did you give it a B, Garrett? Um, I gave it a B. To me, the, the only thing it didn't really get right was the whole like trying to tie the patriot front with the organization mm-hmm. um i mean everything else it seemed like you know they pretty much got it right March said, for life. yeah the reason why it's a big deal this yeah. court this case that's at least well, on a surface level it got yeah. the idea we're probably going to hear about the case in i think june or the july Dobbs v. It's, gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a while we'll probably talk about it then uh yeah i mean mm. we'll be it'll be so summer be, but you know it'll be summer mm-hmm. why because it takes a long time for them to decide these things <sighs> why can't they just hurry up we get episodes old, out every okay? week <laughs> We rock. Nine old people all have to agree on one thing. Wait, I did not even think about that. So true. And they're all really smart too. So they all have like really hard and fast opinions about things. Yeah, so, so true. There you go. That's why it takes so long. Okay, before we get to our chronically online take for the week, this is the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And we just finished talking about the Mars. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I would like to think that being 19, that, <laughs> that my voice would be done changing, but apparently not. I'm glad you all got to share that moment with us right there. Oh, we just got finished <laughs> talking about the Jillian's March for crying, Life. I'm not. So you I'm know. not. Um <laughs> Those that are definitely tears. Anyways. That was incredible. Um, You're we'll welcome. Save your tears because we're going to talk about something just so chronically online. Um, I feel like all my chronically online twi- takes come from TikTok because... Makes sense. I think it that's really where does. they cluster. I really do. And I also seek it out there because I think it's funny. Um, are you ready for the new my newest, newest trend on social media? So ready. Are you ready? It's <sighs> people. They type in their notes app something inflammatory mm-hmm. um something that's going to get people's attention it says something along the lines of like i'm pansexual queer fluid bi- non-binary whatever what um talk to me and then they like take a screenshot of the note and they put it behind them and they do a live stream where they just sit in front of it with the background as their note what? and when you're scrolling through twitter scrolling through tiktok it'll come up and you just see like this little blurb about what they identify as and they're just sitting there and i scroll past really fast usually when i see them because i don't care at all um except this time except this time because she well they 
It what, um, We're not really them. sure. I don't remember what their pronouns were, but I'm going to just go with they. Um, we're sitting in front of this blurb, and all of the comments, from what I could tell, because they were just responding to like what um, was being said, were like, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, and they would just respond with, I don't care. I don't care. What? I don't care. Shut up. Leave. Don't tell me that. Like, just being um, offended by something that wasn't offensive, <clears throat> in my opinion, which was just somebody saying, Jesus loves you. And they were like, I don't care. And then somebody said something along the lines of, like, you need help. You need saving. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And they were like, I don't. I have my own religion. And I'm waiting, waiting for them to say I'm Buddhist or um, some sort of, like, neo-nihilism or whatever. Sure. Do you want to know what they were? I'm so scared. <laughs> they said that they prescribed to um, Hellenism. Uh, they believe in the Greek gods. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What? In real life? How old was this person? Like, roughly. Tw- probably 20s. Young 20s. <gasps> this is why we read Percy Jackson when we're young. I was shocked. I was like, did we not learn anything from the <laughs> Iliad or the Odyssey? Maybe that's like He's the worst it, one you could sure. possibly align with, yeah, right? Of all the deities to choose, you to, know? to be like, yeah, Zeus is it. Mm-hmm. That's who I want. He's wanna... my guy. Also, there's just no chance anybody actually believes that, right? Please, I hope not. Are there people who genuinely believe that? Hmm. What? Maybe more about them in a future I episode. Be- anyway, so that's my chronically online take for the week. I was, I was genuinely shocked. What, what do you think? That's insane. Yeah, like, Hellenism. Hellenism. I was like. What, blink blink and i was like i'm so excited that i just heard this because now do i can tell the podcast <laughs> <laughs> do you know why the greeks are irrelevant yeah, now no. <laughs> <laughs> hellenism <laughs> yeah no i guess Zeus didn't want to preserve that part um mm. i don't I, oh well i would be curious to ask but it didn't really seem like they were in a mood to be conducive to conversation what yeah mm. yeah what did what would the hellenists think of jesus hmm. um i think they'd like him like if plato was no, they like, wouldn't like because he was like very much Plato. pacifist, right? Oh, he was like, well, don't yeah. fight. Turn yeah, I the guess other they cheek. wouldn't have been into that. They wouldn't have been into Jesus. No, no oh. glory, no honor, no, no battle, no xenia. No, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, this has been the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale, one hundred one point seven FM. I'm Julian Parks, and I'm Garrett Goolsby, and we will talk to you next week.